you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for tuning in to HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. This episode, I want to talk to you today. If you are an entrepreneur, CEO, or executive director, and you do not have an executive assistant, this episode is for you. You need to hear about all of the insane benefits of having an executive assistant, what one has done for my life, my schedule, even my team. And this this may even change your mind. This is something that I've always been a fan of having an executive assistant, but didn't necessarily prioritize the hiring of an EA. I focused more on building the HR part of the business. But thankfully, in the you know last six months, we've added an executive assistant and it really is such a, a game changer, a game changer for me and my schedule. I want to go into all the benefits and also what uh, my EA focuses on. But first, and I'm going to talk about this again and again, but and everyone knows if you listened to the podcast before, you know that I believe in the zones of genius and and or lanes of excellence, however you're thinking about it. But really, your, your zone of genius and really what is that thing that you should be working on? It could be multiple things that you don't even have to be paid to do it. You'd be doing it. It is a natural skill for you. You're naturally great at it. But in addition to that, you actually really enjoy it. And it, it didn't come from training. You could enhance this skill, but it is your natural ability. Well, for me, I am a visionary and just natural entrepreneur. And I also, that's just, you know, one, one of the skills here I bring to the table. But because of that, role in my company, I need to make sure that there are specific times that I can have head down time. And I know that I need to work on whether it's strategic planning, action planning, and give my myself that creative space so that I can help push the goals along. I can help guide, you know, the path and direction of the team as well. And so with that, my schedule has gotten really crazy. I also tend to be a people pleaser. I know. So with that, I really do want to help people. I want to get you on my calendar. I want to meet with you. And, you know, unfortunately, not everyone should be meeting with the CEO. Not everyone should, you know, schedule a lunch to pick your brain. I think you can pick and choose and just, you know, be really protective of your time. But you really need someone else to do that for you, too. So getting into the total wins of having an executive assistant. So the first have to have the right personality type. This is your, your guard. So I'm sure that many of you have maybe even spoken to Paloma. So Paloma is my executive assistant. She also helps out a lot of our team as well, but she has the right attitude to (laughs) really protect my calendar, really know. And I had to give this up front where I actually outlined the times of day that I wanted to focus on being in meetings. And that's in-person time, you know, Zoom, even phone, right? What meeting equals what as well. So helping to define that. 
But there are certain times, and, and I don't know if you feel this way as well, but certain times where you may have more energy and creative space and, you know, head down on time where, or you want that time and you want to match it with your energy level. So that could be in the mornings if you're a morning person and which I am. And so I like that consistent time to really get the day started. I don't like to start off with a ton of meetings in the morning. I really want to focus on, you know, the top three that I have for the day and then kind of ease into my meetings at that point. And then I always like to say, you know, if that was all possible, well, of course it's possible. It's whatever parameters that you put in place or executive assistant puts in place and then you manage around it. Paloma went on vacation for, I don't know, felt like months upon months, but I think it was only 10 days. And I found myself making the same mistakes again because I was managing my calendar again. And I was putting back-to-back meetings in place and knowing full well that I'm not going to be able to give my best foot forward, my best self, if I am in back-to-back meetings. She actually came back from vacation and she looked at my calendar and she's like, what did you do to my calendar? So you need someone that really owns it. That's their domain. That's their space. And she's like, don't touch it. Don't touch this again. And so they have the, you know, that, that grit. They're able to, you know, maintain a professional attitude towards whomever is asking to schedule time with you or even a call. But they're also able to protect you from yourself. That is a, a really good trait of an executive assistant. But I think at first it was also learning how and what, how to deliver, how to get hand over things, but then also, you know, what? Should I be taking care of this as a CEO? My go-to thing was, well, I mean, it's going to take a couple seconds. Let me just, let me just do it. Well, if you do multiple administrative tasks over and over again, it's not just a few seconds. And it's not about what you can do. It's what you should be working on and really freeing up that time, energy, and space. We have so much to work on, all, all of us really. But, you know, as a CEO, as an executive director, we have so many things that we really could be doing because typically we, we actually know all the players. We know all the, the roles to play, but it's where are we most successful, but where are we going to add the most value to the business? And for me, I know for sure it's not in the administrative task. Usually if I do an administrative task, I recognize what it even does to me mentally and physically. I get tired. It takes me longer than I think that the, the average bear and it's not the best use of my time after I'm done doing, and I, this is before doing the scheduling and managing my calendar. I mean, shoot, I was like, Ooh, I'm tired. That really causes you to be in a certain headspace. And then you have to pivot to the different part, you know, of your brain and that creative space. It is really challenging to still be creative if you also have the administrative burden, if you have administrative tasks. As a CEO, my administrative tasks never really go away, but I minimize them and again, just focus more on my zone of genius. And that is typically business development, sales, client retention, and then really focusing on strategy, culture, and just focusing on the team. Because of my executive assistant, I really believe it has created a just, oh my goodness, leaps and bounds of uh, mental space and energy where I am able to be more effective in those things that I just mentioned, those those real 
tasks that add value and things that add value. And so really you should also be setting your executive assistant up for success and making sure how to say no. It's not easy for any of us to say no, right? Or, you know, no, thank you. Or, or not available for a meeting or, and <laughs> there is, and you develop this own process with your executive assistant that really makes sense and make, and it also aligns with your core values as a company. But Pillow and I have uh, templates and we know when we should be scheduling something within 24 to 48 hours or two months. And so developing those nuances will really help. And it will also take away that, that burden and the guilt. This is, this is business and you are not created of unlimited time and energy. You being that leader, executive director, CEO, you don't have unlimited time and energy. You have to focus on what's in front of you. What are your action steps? What are your goals for that day, for that week, for that quarter? And unfortunately, that means that you will have to say no, but there is a professional way to say no. And your executive assistant can also help you with that as well. As you can see, I could go on and on about this. I am really excited about the opportunity of having an executive assistant. It makes a world of difference. And I, I really hope that in listening to this and taking these nuggets, that you have the ability and capacity to hand off to your executive assistant. First off, hire one. And that can even be a virtual assist, executive assistant, a contractor, or a W-2 employee. That's up to you and how you want to frame that in your business, how much of a need there is as well. And you could try it out at first and then build that need. But at the same point in time, it's, it's making sure that you create a list of the administrative things that are taking up your space and time. And then what could be given to someone else? And no, they may not do it exactly how you are going to do it, but I guarantee they're going to be able to take care of administrative functions faster and better than you can. I guarantee it. Because if not, you would have excelled at that role and you would stay right there in really a more of administrative operations type role. That could be your thing, but these are pieces that can be taken off your plate so that you can do more of the work that you love, more of the work that may even move the team along so you can continue hiring. Now, that's a, actually a point I want to bring up before I conclude this episode is a lot of entrepreneurs that I know say, there's no way that I can afford and justify having an executive assistant. Well, I'll tell you this, after having one, there's no way that I could justify not having one. It really, if you know the value of your time and what your hourly rate is, then really think about if an executive assistant could add a few hours back to your day, how could that calculate? How could that work out where you're doing things that add 10x value to your business? And the, the payout is enormous. And it really does. It doesn't, it's more than just balance out. It really provides an opportunity for you as the leader to focus on things that are income producing are money generating. That's not the role of the executive assistant. It's more of an administrative operations role. So your role is to either make money or help the individuals on your team make money. So whatever this executive assistant is doing for you, it's creating you to have that bandwidth, that time and space to do the things that are going to actually increase sales and revenue. Oh, I'm telling you, 
it is something that you need to focus on because you're going to have so much more energy, time for yourself, even time for your family. And that's probably a biggest win is, is getting to that point of balance, not having that back-to-back scheduled life. I don't have to say, oh, no, I'm just too busy. doesn't mean <laughs> I feel like my life has changed drastically just by, you know, having someone that is um, a support and a partner in crime. And so, again, I can go on and on. This is for all of the entrepreneurs, executive directors, and CEOs that are even on the edge of thinking about hiring an executive assistant or you know you need one, this is the push. And uh, I promise I don't work for executive assistants everywhere, but I do know what has really helped me to clear the playing field and it's been a game changer. So take notes, listen to this again, hire an executive assistant, get prepared by writing out a list of the administrative tasks, maybe the additional things that are on your plate that you either shouldn't be working on or you know that someone could do a way better job <laughs> doing this. What is your weakness? And think about the type personality type that you need based on your core values, the business that you have, and also the task. And so then you could actually craft this position and this job posting based off of those pieces and get ready to train, get ready to spend some time setting expectations, letting them get to know you. Of course, there is a learning curve, but you're going to have that with each and every, each and every employee. So these are the foundational steps of hiring an executive assistant, especially your first executive assistant. I wish you the best of luck and I can't wait. If you, if you've done this and, um, I just want to hear your feedback. I want to hear how your executive assistant is helping you. I want to hear after this episode, you decided to hire an executive assistant and how it's going. Feel free to email info at willishr.com. I want to hear from you and I'm going to challenge you like I do every podcast episode. Do one kind thing for yourself and one kind thing for someone else today. 